Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and today we are going to combine two of our loves, mm. running and pop culture. That's right, you could call this episode the Breaking the Barrier podcast, because we're going to talk about The Flash. So there's going to be massive spoilers, just so you know, like if you haven't seen the movie and you really want to see the movie... Stop listening now and go see the movie because I'm going to spoil the hell out of it. I basically got two pages of notes. I'm going to go through the movie. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to discuss it with Zach, see what he thinks. Zach has not seen the no, movie No, we are going to spoil it for myself because... And I got... Zach's... Pro- I don't want to do this, but Zach is kind <laughs> of making... I'm making him yeah, do it. It's messed up. So we'll talk about our training and what we've been up to for the last couple of... For the last week or so, for a couple of minutes. But this is your chance to go off and do something else. Mark this episode as played if you don't want to hear us spoil... The Flash, it's been out for two weeks or so now, yep. so if you were going to see it, um, yeah, you probably would have been now, but yeah, we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. But first Indeed. of all, how's everything going? How's your training going? Uh, my training's kind of been weird the last mm. week and a half. I've been like demotivated. Oh. Um, like not demotivated, I've been, I've been sick. I'm fine now. I went on antibiotics. I took like steroid injections and everything, um, but like it really took a toll on my running in terms of my like my easy pace the heart rate and then i was just tired fatigued lethargic so my last couple of weeks haven't been great i've been pretty much hitting all the runs just not hitting them the way that i would like to hit them mm. um and i've just not been motivated for it because the energy's out been getting enough sleep uh yeah i've been getting plenty of sleep um but yeah i mean i had a bit of a thing come up lately with my my right hip mm. i think that that i can explain that away i haven't been as diligent with my uh, band work that i have been so i've started that again today yeah, you're in a band i'm in a band it's called um <laughs> it <laughs> um but yeah so i started doing that again for my uh for my for my hip uh so that that can make sure that it doesn't affect my knee or anything but you know it's these last two weeks i'm not i look i have been working hard as hell for the mm. last like 60 weeks really since i started working with kirk yeah and we've been talking about this quite a bit lately is like i have not given myself a proper break and so we said look a couple months ago or a month ago should we take a break now or wait until after the run melbourne mm. which is in july or or should we just have a hard taper every four weeks and i'm like let's just do that i don't want to calm down buddy I don't want to take a big break yet. I probably should have. Yeah. Because now I'm starting to feel it. Hey, bro, you're like breathing in the mic. Yeah. Um, but like that was, that, out. that was Cal, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think my body and my mind, that's the thing. My mentality mm. starting to feel it. So like, I'm, yeah, I, I think. You got to be careful because it's, it's still, I was talking to a guy on Sunday who last year, um, was training for a marathon in October mm. and peaked in August yeah. and then just couldn't get through it yeah. and wound up limping to the finish line. And That's why we have deload weeks. Exactly. You know? and, and my deload weeks have been pretty intense. Mm. Like as in... Your deload week last time we spoke about it was an intense deload week. Yeah, well, that, mm. well yeah, there's that. It, mm. There are some intense workouts in there, but mm. I have very little mileage in those deload weeks. Yeah, but yeah. there are still one or two intense workouts. So I'm thinking probably after the run Melbourne... We're just going to take a hard reset for like two weeks. I know that's really close yep. to the marathon, but at that point, I'm not really worried about it because I put enough money in the bank over the last year and yeah. a half to be like, you know what? If I take two weeks off now, it's only going to help. It's going to suck when I come back for the first few days, but it's going to be a smart choice, yeah, I think. Um, I'm still aiming to PB the Run Melbourne in July. If I were to base it off of how I feel this week, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> but, 
but we've still got three weeks or four weeks to go. So yeah. I think it's possible still, but we'll see. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm not worried so, about it either way. No, no, you don't sound worried. No, I'm just like, at this point, it's more like I'm just like, I'm, I'm still interested very much in the journey. So I'm just seeing what, what's going to happen with the races. And mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting metric moving forward. Like, all right, well, 60 weeks with no break is not great for yeah. race, yeah, Andrew. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, man? What, what's going on? Oh yeah, pretty much the same as uh, last week. Just grinding it out, getting everything done. Took a, took a complete rest day on Monday. Nice. My complete rest day, first complete rest day I've had for a while, mm. um, which was just awesome. It felt so good. And I came back running on Tuesday, feeling great. Went out Tuesday morning and did some uh, tempo loops and felt really, really good. And then went back for my second session Tuesday afternoon at track and was again feeling great. In fact. I was feeling so great, I was in the middle of an 800-meter repeat, and I was about 500 meters in, and just as I thought, oh, wow, I feel really, really good right now, um, my hamstring gave a bit of a twinge. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's not great. So I was like, oh, it's better safe than sorry. Like, I pulled up, like, you know, you know how it goes, and you're like, maybe that's nothing. And then you take another two, three steps, and you're like, no, no, that's that's something. That's definitely something. Do I keep going, or do I drop out? I took it safe, Smart. dropped out, um, just went straight into a cool down, and then today just did some bike riding and everything. And yeah, feeling good. So I'm confident I'll be back tomorrow um, doing some, some track work and stuff tomorrow afternoon. Uh, maybe an easy recovery run or something. But nice. yeah, the mileage is just up to you know, 70, 75 Ks a week at the moment. Yeah, that's, um, about, that's about where Long I'm runs at. will start to build. Um, so I've just been doing like two-hour Sunday long runs for the last four to six weeks or so. They'll start to build now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, pretty much, you know, I'm probably at where you would be, you know, eight weeks into a 16-week training block, and I'm at the start of a 16-week training block, and I'm already there. So nice. I'm feeling good. As long, as long as I stay healthy and I don't get injured, I, I should be right. Yeah, yeah. good. Mm. That's not a bad place. Yeah, it's mm. not a bad place to be at all. Oh, yeah. bloody. Knock down the tripod. The dog is just taking over this place. It is amazing. Hey, did you hear what happened today? I uh, um New uh, World Record. For what? The Backyard Ultra. Get the hell out. New World Record today, uh, in Australia by an Australian. Who? Uh, when? So, Where? So, so it was done in Dead Cow Gully. Dead Cow Gully? Dead Cow Gully is the name of the course. Fancy. Uh, I believe it's in Queensland. Okay. Um, an Australian Phil Gore um, defeated New Zealand Sam Harvey. With a grand total of 102 loops. Of? 6.7 kilometers. So, that's 400, like... Uh, 680 kilometers. Holy... Cr- yeah. 102 hours they ran for. 102 hours. They started on Saturday and they finished on Wednesday. Holy crap. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. It's incredible. So, the world record was uh, set... I think it was last year by two athletes in the Netherlands Mm. who both went out to do the 101st loop but then didn't finish, so they were tied. Did we talk about that? We we did. I think we did. Yeah, 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 we did. They were tied as did not finish, um, but they had sort of the record for started. But Phil Gore um, went out there and completed the 102nd loop on its own. Sam Harvey, the New Zealander, um, could have withdrawn at one point because they say with backyard ultras, you're only as good as the person who comes second Mm. because the second someone pulls out, there's no, oh, how many loops can I keep going? You can only keep going if there's someone else running with you. Right. And so Sam Harvey was the one who managed to keep going to let Phil start the 102nd loop. And then Phil completed it within the time slot. Now, all backyard ultras, are they um, all the same distance? Yep, yeah, they're all 6.7 kilometer loops. Okay, so yeah. it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
So the terrains will be different. Okay. Like some courses, like there's no elevation. Standardized. Standard. No, there's That's no elevation standard. But I think the thing with um, this one was the weather overnight. We're talking about, you know, zero degrees. Like it was freezing cold during the night. Dude, we had our cold this morning. We did. In, uh, for the first time in years. Tuesday I think. morning when I was running, it was like negative two yeah, or something. I, have not, yeah. I don't remember it being that cold. For, yeah. well, I think the last time that we had it that cold was when I was training for my first Melbourne yeah. Marathon. And then we had a Melbourne Marathon that was 28 degrees. Mm. Even though we all trained in zero exactly. degree weather. Well, it got up to 22 degrees up in Queensland for this Backyard Ultra. Um, and they're saying that it was quite disorientating because you know in winter 22 degrees in the sun can when you're running can feel hot sure when you're out there all day but you know congratulations to phil gore um no you're listening i mean it was just amazing where five years ago people were doing 40 loops 50 loops and people were thinking it was insanely incredible yeah. we just saw 102 yeah i mean where is the end well that's the thing it's, it's the same thing with with speed right like you know, 50 years ago or whenever it was. When did Rod, Roger Bannister break the four-minute mile? I, I can't remember. But, yeah. you know, before he did that, nobody thought it could be no. done. Then then they did it. And now, like, everybody... Well, not everybody does. But a lot of people... Do, high schoolers do high, Exactly. Um, I mean, not a lot of them. It is still very, very much... 1954. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. there you go. 70 years. Uh, 70 years. Yeah. Holy God in heaven. Yeah. Um, I think 70 years ago, and I still think it's, like, 1885. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just you know the 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 human uh, uh, limits limits are just untethered. The, yeah. You know, you just they uh, haven't been reached yet. They yeah. have not, and who knows when and mm. if they will be. Yeah, and not certainly in our lifetime. No, I, I mean I think you could see a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty loops possibly. Someone running for what's that mean? Six days nonstop. I mean it's just insane. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you you look at those like FKT kind of things yeah. that go across crazy distances, and those people run for you know a week, two weeks, sometimes sleeping only four hours yeah. or so. Or if that, yeah, keep going, yeah. So. Um, that'd be. Oh God, I'm not. Um, I think I, the thing with an FKT is it's one person doing it, whereas the Backyard Ultra relies on two people being able. Yeah, to Yeah, that's do a good it. point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, I don't know which one's more impressive. I mm. guess whichever one is longer. Yeah. Exactly. I mean. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, congratulations, Phil. Well done, Sam, for getting there. And I think an American came third, um, third in the turn. event and did 90 loops. And so I think that was actually a record for an American. It wasn't me. As well. It wasn't Andrew. No, no he's looking me. very good today. Yeah. All right. The f that's, your, that's your pure running talk, folks. Indeed. Now we're going to talk about the most running of running superheroes, The Flash, um, and the latest movie that has come out. I have not seen this movie. He has not. And so... Andrew and I talked about going to see the movie, and with schedules, it just didn't work out. And I also chose to go see the Spider-Man movie instead, which is fair because I still, I, Erin went to go see that with her daughter, and I chose not to go, but I really regretted not going because I really want to see it because I loved Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. And also, I mean, you know, your mileage may vary and form your own opinions, but the press about this Flash movie has not been great. The box no. office has not been great. And there's a lot about and Ezra Miller, which I, I, needs to be talked about. I think the opening weekend, it did something like $80 million, which mm. is really low. So to give you an idea, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire back in 2002, opening with was about $119 million or $116 million. Uh, If you've ever watched the series Entourage, you know that number like the back of your hand. 
Um, but I, my, 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 now we're going to start to get into spoilers here, guys. Yeah, Everybody, this is your last this chance. This is your last chance, right? Yeah. So I wrote notes with the sole purpose of reading through them. Zach will comment. I'll comment. Uh, they are just chaotic, my notes. I can't believe I've figured out how to, Is this a representation of the movie? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I, I wrote them with the hope that I could paint a good picture for Zach. Yeah. But my, my view on why this movie did so poorly in the box office opening weekend is a couple things. A, people lost trust in DC mm. because so many fans of what should have been got kind of screwed over, right? Also, a lot of people didn't want to support Ezra Miller because he's crazy. Um, <laughs> they. I, they. Is, sorry, sorry, because they are crazy. Mm. They are? They is. They are crazy. They are crazy. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff there's out a lot there of stuff. About, like yeah. I don't I don't mind that stuff the breaking the law thing not a not a great look but you know I chose to go saw, saw it <laughs> I chose to go see it by the way everybody I'm drinking a bit of bourbon because that can only because the movie was help. that bad no it was it was, it was good uh, I chose to go see it with Aaron my partner uh, my beautiful partner lover 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 uh, because we we wanted to see. Yeah. We wanted to see it. Like it's DC. Like so. So where, in, as we head into this Flash movie, where are you in terms of your attitude towards where DC movies have been, are now, and then the Flash as a character as portrayed specifically in the DC movies? Okay. So this this episode is also going to be uncensored, just so mm. everybody knows. Um, so if you don't want to hear curse words, turn it off now. I'm going to try not to, but mm. they will come out. So I wish. That we had gotten something. I I, I enjoyed the Snyderverse. Yeah. I I was just on a podcast uh, talking about the ten year anniversary of Man of Steel. I, I love Man of Steel. I love the movie. I love Man of Steel. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish that Warner Brothers hadn't screwed with Zack Snyder so intensely because the characters that we have were given horseshit to work with. Mm-hmm. Right. Be, like Man of Steel was great. I loved it. A lot of people didn't get it. Fine, you're you're entitled to your opinion. I'm on the record for saying that I thought Man of Steel was an amazing movie. And yes, I understand people had a problem with the way Superman acted in that, but it was also a slightly different take. It was a different a more take. Modern it was take. a more realistic take. Like, yeah. look, as much as I am a Christopher Reeve fan mm. through and through, he is my Superman. But the 1978 film does not hold up. It is, mm. for all intents and purposes, campy. Like mm. compared to the 1960s Batman, no. Mm. But it is a campy film, mm. right? As are the rest of them. Uh, Superman two, my mm. favorite. But I, I, I just I don't think that the Snyderverse was given what it needed to be given. I think all the actors involved as well got hosed. Mm. Um, and some good actors. And some great good, actors. Some good portrayals of individual characters. Great. And I'll go on the record to say mm. I hated Ezra Miller at first, but I am a fan after this. Okay. Um, so. See, I wasn't sure about him. See, I, I think um, the the two Justice Leagues we saw did not serve him well. No. Joss Whedon's version... Oh, the was, Snyder Cut served him better. The Snyder Cut served him better, but also I would say Snyder's tone and style is not great for the character of Barry Allen in that, which they portrayed him now. Yeah. I feel like they kind of portrayed him as a homeless person Spider-Man with the <laughs> jokey and the quips. Yeah, kind Whereas of. that's not Barry Allen. Yeah. Barry Allen is a forensic scientist he's a studious man he's a person who batman considers to be one of the so greatest detectives in I, the universe. I liken it to okay so grant gustin i love his flash the yes. cw flash ezra miller's flash is to what 
uh, Eisenberg, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was. Yes. Right? Like, the Flash, Barry Allen that I want is, is a little bit more... You know, more like Gustin's version. Yeah, more yeah. grounded, more mature, still trying to find his way, a little mm. bit chaotic. The Lex Luthor that I want doesn't necessarily have to be Gene Hackman, but no. it's certain, certainly I don't want it to be like Bugs Bunny. No. Um, and Gustin's character in the TV shows, there's an episode where they sing. It's basically Glee. Oh, yeah, and I remember that episode. But it's great. It's, it's actually it's a fun episode. Fun. It's kind of like the Buffy and, music Yeah, episode. and I hate those episodes, yeah. like absolutely, which is funny because I'm a musical theater person. And I hate those episodes, but I like that one. See, I don't, I, and I must also go, like, I've never gelled with an Ezra Miller character in a movie. I felt like the Fantastic Beast saga, he was all yeah. over the place. I don't like, I don't yeah. like, enjoy him as an actor. I thought he was funny yeah. as hell in the movie Trainwreck. Um, oh, yeah. If you've ever seen that movie. Yeah. He's just got, like, a small part, but it's mm. so obnoxious, but it's really funny. Um, and I didn't like him at all mm. in the Justice League. Yeah. I liked him a little bit better in the Snyder Cut. And in this, though, man, I gotta tell you, I am like an Ezrite. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So let's get into it. Let's right. get let's get into it. Let's. So I'm gonna it. try to paint a picture for yeah. Zach for this movie in two pages of notes. So I'm and gonna. I, and I've had a couple of things spoiled for me. I would say all the things that I probably care about. Have been spoiled, fair. although I've missed individual story bits. That's fair. So, yeah. um, so I wrote this like really quickly. So as we talk about it, maybe more things come up. This may not make a whole hell of a lot of sense, but here we go. So first, like we get through the opening, we're in the middle of chaos. It seems like some kind of a heist from like the Falcone gang, maybe. So in the in the Batman world, yep. uh, Alfred's trying to reach out to Barry to get him to help Batfleck. So Batfleck is in the beginning of the movie. So we're in Gotham. We're in Gotham. Okay. Um, so. Basically, uh, Barry's just trying to get he's trying to get his day started, right? He's already mm-hmm. late for work. He's at a he's at a, a cafe trying to get breakfast. It's kind of a funny bit because he's like, "Where's the normal person? She normally has my breakfast ready. Who the hell are you?" And it's this guy who's like taking his time. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's a juxtaposition splash. He needs to be fast. He needs to eat because he's got this watch that's telling him, "Dude, your calories are low." Okay. Because if you don't know, the Flash needs to constantly eat because his metabolism is crazy. Yep. Um, so it's like diabetic times a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a fun scene. So it's a big chaotic scene. It's an awesome little action sequence. Flash kind of helps Batman save the day. Uh, it's really, really cool. You know, it establishes a good relationship between Alfred, Barry, and uh, Bruce Wayne. And they're familiar with each other. They're at this familiar point. with it. So this all it seems like it's taken place after the events of the Snyder Cut. Okay. Uh, or the Justice League, whatever. Yeah. Um so they're they're familiar, they're working together. So we go through, we learn that uh, you know, that's all happened. Barry's father's trial or his um, his retrial mm. has, is coming into play. So it's about to take place with new evidence. Okay. Uh, new evidence that um, shows Barry's father at the uh, on the day that his mother was murdered, murdered at a grocery store shopping for groceries, which proves his alibi. Okay. Now, who this, plays the father? Um, not the original, not the guy that we saw in okay. in the Snyder Cut and Justice League. I can't remember. Uh, Crudup, Billy Crudup. Billy I think Crudup. Yeah. Not him. Okay. Different actor. Wasn't happy because mm-hmm. I love Billy Crudup but this guy I can't remember his name mm-hmm. but he did great okay he, I've seen him in other things he was fine okay um, but so basically the the evidence that we're about to see has been otherwise um, destroyed through time but Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. has been able with his technology to kind of clean it up so 
we see that that tape gets delivered to Barry uh, the day before the trial with a note from Bruce Wayne saying, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, and the reason that it says, I'm sorry, is because, unfortunately, Barry's father never actually looks up, so the camera never sees his face. Oh. Um, so Barry's left hopeless. Yep. Uh, he figures out that he can run back in time mm-hmm. because he's like... I. Again, this is blurry because so much was going on, but I feel like he was just like pissed off or something, and he went for a really fast run, and it left him in a different time. Now, now, in terms of Barry going through time, did yes. he go backwards in time in Justice League to go visit? Because remember there was a scene in Justice League where he appeared to Batman. Yeah. And is that him? Is that happening in this movie? He comes back to Batman? This doesn't happen in this movie, but that event in that movie is him going back in time right yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where ben F or batfleck thinks it was a dream and it wasn't he actually, okay he but did. we don't know why when that happens we don't know when we don't know why i mean mm. we kind of know why at the end of the snyder cut but unfortunately that's one of those mysteries that's just never going to get solved okay. because we'll never see the because we never see the rest yeah. of snyder first okay all right um so he figures i can run, run back in time he goes not far back in time but this gets him thinking he's like well if i can do this I can go back and fix my mother's murder, and I can f- figure out a way to get my parents, you know, living again. Has um, he never seen Back to the Future? That's going to come into it. Okay. It's right. funny. It's going to come okay, into okay. it. <laughs> um, and this is a running podcast. What's the running form like? Like, what's the running scene? It's funny. Like? Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So, there's a Andrew point, is standing. There's a point where he gets to his running, because I don't love the running form of the flash it's hard to do running on film because you're yeah. doing this weird stuff but there's a point where he starts and he holds oh jesus he just holds this for a second yep and then you see his suit light up and it's like all right he's about to go he's generating the yep. so it's fine yeah it's just it's weird it's, it's over exaggerated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's like it's fine um mm-hmm. uh i think it's it's improved i think it's better than it used to be mm-hmm. in, in terms of ezra miller's running style um, it's hard to do running on film. Certainly, it's mm-hmm. not going to help. Was that? It's hard to do speed running. Yeah, on film. it's it's not going to help you prevent injury this time. No, <laughs> no. It looks more like speed skiing, to be honest. Yeah, it's like speed skiing or speed skating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's what it looks like. I wonder if he had a coach. Well, maybe it's like because the speed force creates a frictionless environment, yeah. so you're actually more speed skating when that could doing, be yeah. that makes it because that actually i hadn't thought of it until now that's exactly what it looks like is that what it looks, it like? looks like okay speed, all right speed skating hmm. um so yeah so he basically he decides he wants to go run back in time um he, he finds out that the reason that his mother was alone in the house when he got murdered was because she forgot something at the grocery store that's why his dad went to the grocery store so okay. he's like okay so if i can figure out a way to put this thing into her basket so that she doesn't forget he'll never leave and things will be fine. So he has that thought. He talks to Bruce, Batman, Ben Affleck. Batman says, no, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Like, he has this great scene with Ben Affleck. He's like, you know, essentially, I I can bring back my mother. I mean, if you had the chance to bring back your parents, he's like, do you know what? This is Ben Affleck talking. He's like, do you know what? The death of my parents kind of made me who I am. And... It's not awful, but I spent so many years trying to be this uh, uh, beacon 
in my mind thinking that that would bring them back, but all it really did was make me alone. Yeah. And like, don't, and Ben Affleck, Batfleck's like, don't do that to yourself. Like, don't, don't think about what if, don't go back in time and figure, and try to change stuff because stuff will get messed up. I do like that about the Batfleck that we're watching a Batman who's been doing this for 20, 25 years yeah. at this point. He's not still racked with guilt. He no, has he's just figured like, it out. He's figured it out. He's yeah. like, you know what? I threw my, I mean, yes, I've accomplished some things, but mm. I'm alone. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he basically tells Barry not to do it. Yep. And he has this great, Barry, like, kind of asks him if he wants to help out or something, says something, and Ben Affleck says something to the effect of, not today, maybe next time. Or not mm. this time, maybe next time. And it was a really cool moment. And mm. it was just like, well, that's the, Ben Affleck's out. That's him saying goodbye. That's him saying goodbye. Yeah. He's also telling Barry not to freaking do it. Yeah. And then, of course, Barry does it. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Um... So essentially, he goes and he does this thing. He he makes it so that mom doesn't forget this thing in the grocery store. Doesn't go to work out who actually killed the mom. Just tries. to... No, it doesn't thing. really. It doesn't really never go into any mind. of that. No, it never goes into any of that. Never crosses his which mind. Which is a weird thing. It never goes into who killed her, why she died. Because in the comic books, the Flashpoint style, that's what, what happens. It was was it Reverse Flash in the comics? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they don't. Really do that, uh, which actually remind me to talk about Reverse Flash in about two, two or three dot points. Dot points. Cool. All right. Um, so I'm it, loving this, by the way. I'm in, I'm in loving having this movie spoiled for me. Oh, good. This uh, is so much better than watching. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping I'm not screwing it up. No. Um, so those of you who have seen the movie are probably like, "That's not the way it happened," but this is how I remembered it. So shut up. Yeah. Um, so he he does this. He goes through, changes the past. All of a sudden, we see him running through the Speed Force after he's changed his, you know, mother dying. Yep. Some being that looks metal and jagged and you don't know who it is pushes him out of the Speed Force. Oh. He just comes out of nowhere and he pushes him out. And nobody knows what's happened. It's like, all right, well, what the hell? Right. So Barry's now out of the Speed Force. He gets stuck into a time... That is essentially, I guess it would be 10 years ago, um, because he gets trapped with his younger self. Right. So he he sees his younger self. He sees his mother. Like, the, fir the first scene is that he walks into his house, and he sees his mother. And this is where I started to fall in love with Ezra Miller's acting a little bit, because he okay. just the emotion of him seeing his mother for the first time and... Is it a jittery performance or a... It's pretty grounded. It's okay. not It's not like it's not like uh, that first scene that we we saw him with Bruce Wayne in the, yeah. in the original Justice League. No, it's... I mean, yes, because the Flash, his Flash is a bit, but it's also very grounded yeah, and okay. real. It's not so much a parody of itself. Okay. Um, and he sees his parents and he sees his mother and it's just like... Your, your heartstrings are being tugged, right? But then he works out that he hasn't then he, got, gone into... The, He's not him. He's not him. He's there as well. He's as there him. as exactly. And right. Like one of the first things is his dad says to him is like, Barry, you look old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so you see, you you hear this loud noise outside, and Barry looks out the window, and it's his younger self. Right. And he's just like, oh shit. And Barry doesn't remember any of this because he never existed in this timeline. So these memories of him with his mum and his dad don't exist. They don't exist. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, he's got to figure out. What the hell? So he goes, he rushes out the door, talks to this, his younger self. He gets his younger self, um, 
And it's just like this big realization. It's like, oh man, you're me, you're me. And then all of a sudden they end up in Barry's bedroom, question mark. I don't know how they would have gotten into the house without the parents seeing them. Different movie, yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird, it was just a weird cut. Do they feel like two different people? Like, does do they feel like two kinda. different Barrys? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Like, older Barry, which I'll, from now on I'm going to try to refer to older Barry as older Barry and mm-hmm. younger Barry's younger Barry. Um, older Barry is a little bit more grounded. Younger Barry is just kind of like a... Okay. Um, he's like, he's like, um, he's like, he's like Bill and Ted. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, or um, uh, Billy Batson and Shazam? Not no. not that grounded. Not not oh really. <laughs> he's more like he's more like a Bill and Ted oh, like wow. Keanu Reeves like oh, um like but not that far. He's just okay. happy go lucky. Okay. Doesn't give a shit about anything. And no powers. No powers. Okay. Now at this point though, you got to remember Barry has gone back and changed the timeline, mm. right? So his mom is still living. So everything that has happened from that has now branched off into a different timeline, mm. and things are different. I say that. Because when he starts talking to this kid, he realizes that he has gotten stuck back on the same exact day that he originally got his powers. Now, the problem is, when he got his powers, he had been working as an intern at the police precinct. Yep. But since he changed the timeline, that's now not... So that means this young Barry will never get the powers. Correct. Which means old Barry will never get them, which introduces a paradox. And that's a a problem. Hmm. And a couple of things, a a few things have changed. Like, they they touched on a few things that have changed. They do talk about Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, Eric Stoltz being the star of Back to the Future in this timeline. Right. Right? Okay, so he never got replaced. Right, exactly. So those of you who don't know, Eric Stoltz was the original cast member, but he just didn't work out. So no longer is Michael J. Fox... Um, Marty McFly. Marty McFly. It's now Eric Stoltz. Uh, there were a couple of other actor choices that they they talked about, but I thought that was kind of funny, mm. um, which was interesting. So, oh, and the reason that I, I mentioned Reverse Flash, mm. um, it was just an interesting thing when he meets younger Barry. He's dressed in yellow. Yeah. Right. I, I remember people talking about the trailers and pointing that out. And yeah. Going, oh, it's going to be really obvious if it turns out that. He's reverse flash. Well, that, yeah. and that's what I said to Aaron in the theater. I was like, he's dressed in yellow. I wonder if he's reverse flash. And she was like, what? <laughs> because, I was like, reverse flash. Mm. Uh, I don't know that she necessarily follows that yeah. closely, what everything is. Um, so, yeah. So, they do that. So, they realize that younger Barry is not working at the thing. So, they've got to figure out a way to recreate this accident. So, they break into the police precinct. What do they think will happen if they don't recreate the accident? Uh, basically... Barry, he, he basically says, well, if you don't get your powers, I don't get my powers. That means I'm going to be stuck here and I'm not going to have my powers and blah, 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 blah. Because they're, they're still thinking at this point, time is working linear. Oh, okay. Right. They haven't realized it's branching. Correct. And they're parallel. Correct. They've never so, seen Loki. He, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's DC now. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so... They decide, all right, well, okay, I know I, I, I got to get my powers this day. I know that there were these chemicals in the uh, police precinct. We're going to break into the p- p- police precinct and do this. Okay. Um, so we're going to recreate the accident. Uh, so they break into the police pre- pr- uh, precinct, and they go into the office where the accident took place. All the chemicals are there by, by, by coincidence, mm-hmm. I guess. And this is when younger Barry realizes that he's got to get struck by lightning. So they have a bit of a struggle. He's like, no, I don't want to get struck by lightning. Well, you have to, blah, blah, blah. And so they're just struggling a bit. So basically the lightning comes through. 
hits Olderberry, Ooh. travels through Olderberry into Youngerberry, um, along with the chemicals and everything. And so basically, Youngerberry gets his powers. Olderberry loses his powers. Oh, right? I didn't get that from the trailers. Yeah, no, neither did I. Okay. Uh, that hadn't been spoiled for me, so that's interesting. Sorry. Okay. No, this is good. This Not all, good. This is awesome. It's still going to be a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. I'm up, let's stop now. Yeah, that would just spoil the rest of it. <laughs> a little late for that. No, it's a little late for that. You're like, I've done pre-work, goddammit. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, he gets to take his powers taken away. Um, so, they also find out that this is also... Uh, hold on. Yep. Okay. This is also the time where Zod comes to Earth. So this is basically 2013 or whatever year that was oh, meant to take place. This is one of those things like, remember when the, in the Marvel Universe, like Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk all happened within three days of each other? Originally? Yeah, 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 exactly. This is the same exactly, thing where exactly. Flash gets his powers exactly. on the same day as Zod and it's, invades. It's actually a really cool, because they, mm. they, they talk about how Zod came to Earth and older Barry was like, do you know, I remember when that happened, I had just gotten my powers. Mm. And there were there were these moments when the world engine was like slamming into Earth, and there was a uh, uh, a young child. I can't remember now from the movie. It was a it was a young boy or young girl, but there was a young child who was in danger, and her father or his father was right there. And I could only save the child. I couldn't get to the father in time, and he died. Oh. And it was just an interesting flashback. Uh, but they they essentially figure, okay, this is the day that Zod comes to Earth looking for the Kryptonian. Yes. Kal-El. Yes. Right? Or or so we think. Um, so they they figure, all right, well, he's looking for the Kryptonian. Got to figure out where he is. We got we to gotta get Batman to help us. We got to get Batman to help us. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the answer to everything right. in DC. So Ezra, uh, Ezra both Ezra Miller, yeah. older Barry says we got to get Batman. And younger... Um, Batman. Younger Barry knows who this is, right? They have this whole funny scene with, you know, uh, older Barry saying, "Oh, we got to get Superman. Who's that? <gasps> God damn it, we got to get Aquaman. What? Who's that? We got to get Batman." And somebody goes, "I'm Batman." He's like, "What do you say?" Mm-hmm. So Batman exists. There is Batman. Yes, great. So Batman's the only person that exists now that older Barry knows. Okay. So they go to Wayne Manor. So younger Barry, oh no, older Barry knows that it's Bruce Wayne. Yes. Yeah, so yes. younger Barry doesn't. Uh, younger Barry doesn't. Okay. They go to Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor is a freaking mess. Right. It's, everything's all strewn out all over the place. It's clear that there's nobody here taking care of the place. They're looking for Bruce. An old man comes out of the closet and starts wailing on them with like a broomstick. And it looked like this castaway looking motherfucker, mm-hmm. right? He's got like long gray hair, a beard. And then we find out, we see it when he says, who are you kind of thing. And it's Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. It's Michael Keaton. Yep. Who obviously has just become a recluse. Alfred has died because, you know, he'd be old as shit by now. Um, So this is one of the things. So basically, this is explained in 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 a scene pretty close to this where Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne says to older Barry, who's like, I don't understand who you are. This is what I've done. I've traveled back in time, which, like, they kind of glaze over that. Mm. It's just kind of like the next yeah, yeah, scene yeah. is like, oh, you've done this? You, 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 so you're telling me mm. you're back in time? And like, like, I accept it. Fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. We don't need to spend time on that. Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, says, well, look, the thing about time travel is you, and he uses, like, spaghetti to... 
I heard that there was a spaghetti explanation for yeah, time travel. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, yeah. but it kind of makes sense. He's like, you have parallel timelines, but if you travel back, you're kind of destroying that, and all of a sudden these timelines crisscross, mm. and now it's less of a... It's, it's going linear, and now it's just going off in its own different direction. So mm. it's not that that timeline doesn't now exist anymore. It's just you branched off into a different one. Right. And if you do it enough times, this stiff crisscross spaghetti becomes cooked soft spaghetti and it's all over the place and every now and then you find some parallels but most of the time it's just chaos right and it's all different timelines uh branching out into these multiverses i have many questions here okay. me too so is the implication that the michael keaton batman is familiar with time travel and parallel timelines and has seen some shit before or is he just figuring this out because he's smart i think it's more like he's figuring it out because he's smart okay. and the theory of it okay i think in this From what I remember. new world, you new time stream, I guess we're meant to believe that Keaton was Batman back in the late 90s when the original Batman was there and has now gone through a whole period of time as being Batman and retiring for Batman before anything happened with like Kryptonians or stuff. Mm. Whereas Batfleck was, must have started later. Like, must have been born young. He would have, he would have been... Yeah, yeah, he would have been... I mean, most people are born young. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I killed him. Oh, touche. Oh. Um, but yeah, so yeah. essentially, like, he's branched off into a different timeline yeah. where, 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 where Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne was born sooner. Way earlier. Right. Being and gone. Yeah, okay. I think it's kind of like a, a case of the fact that Gotham was became safe and yes. so they didn't need Batman okay. and so he kind of retired forgot who he was and just like became a recluse okay. uh, it's interesting like it was interesting to me I didn't love this angle because I was like this is the only time we see him like crazy looking homeless kind of thing mm -hmm. he's not really eccentric and he doesn't act nuts they didn't really do anything with it so it wasn't really necessary it yeah. could have just been regular Bruce Wayne Yeah, it didn't have to be crazy bat shit nut <laughs> Uh, nuts Bruce Wayne it was just it didn't really do anything to mm. move anything yeah, there was no reason for it he could have just been I'm retired yeah I'm what the hell are you like... doing in my house I'm gonna beat the hell out of you with a baseball yeah. bat or something yeah okay um, but it wasn't bad like it wasn't bad it was interesting it was an interesting take mm. um, so, so they figured that out and they're like alright well look You've got to help us. We've got to... Basically, this guy Zod is taking over the planet. Yep. Um, so this is something that does crisscross into the timeline. We need to find this Kryptonian. And they they f figure out somehow... I can't remember again how they figure this out. It, it would have just been with Bat-Tech computers, I think. But they figure out that there's a Kryptonian being held in a Siberian sort of prison. Okay. Uh, like a gulag or something. Uh, and they're like, all right, you got to figure us, you got you to gotta help us do this. All right, um, I'll help you do this. And then we see Batman, like, shaved and as Batman. It's kind of a great scene. Like, we see the, the Batcave, we see the original Batmobile. It kind of sucks that he doesn't drive it in the film. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they go on to this mission. They go into this uh, Siberian whatever and, and so Keaton Batman has no idea or familiarity at all he about doesn't know Kryptonians or anything no like he's that. got no idea no superhero no alter, no other superhero experience at all correct we're led to believe okay. correct so basically you've got 
older Barry who doesn't have any powers. You've got younger Barry who's just figuring out his powers. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Batman who's returning. Yeah. So obviously in the meantime, um, older Barry has given younger Barry his ring, which allows him to use the suit so that he can run without, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm missing a lot in here. This is just the main bullet points. So if mm-hmm. you want to details go watch the goddamn yeah, exactly movie. yeah um they made the film for a reason exactly, exactly. Yeah. so they basically go to this uh Ooh, question qu- answer does young barry run the same as old barry yeah uh, yes kind of like it kind of comes mm-hmm. up later uh in terms of you're not fast enough you want to bet um so he, he basically figures same style yeah pretty much okay he basically figures everything out that barry older barry took years to figure out in like two days like for example phasing Oh, um, which wow. is which is a whole other side tangent. Uh, you know, the phasing. There's a bunch of hilarity that ensues. Again, go watch the fucking movie. Um, Scenes like that'll be on YouTube in two weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. well, priority yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they go to the Siberian thing. A uh, bunch of action. They go and rescue this Kryptonian who they yeah. figure out is not Cal. No. It's like, well, who's this? All right, well, this is somebody else. This is a girl. And older Barry's like, do you know what? I'm gonna rescue you anyway. And he says to her, you know, he picks her up because she's in this jail cell being deprived of sun, just weak, yep. you know, tired. And he picks her up. He's like, don't worry, I've got you. I'm going to come and I'm going to come and help you. We're going to save you anyway. And they pick up, you know, her clothes, which mm-hmm. happen to be in the uh, prison cell, which, of course, is her future super uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get her out into the sun. She basically helps them defeat all these Siberian soldiers that have obviously now been alerted to their presence. They're after them, blah, blah, blah. And older Barry's like, look, there is a Kryptonian here. His name is Zod. He's going to mess some shit up. We need your help in defeating him. And she's just like, you know what? Not Not, my problem. Not my problem. Mm. Because to her, the human race is defined as the people that kept her in captivity. Ah, yeah. She hasn't been raised by Ma and Pa Kent. Do we get anything about Ma and Pa Kent in this at all? No. No. No, not really. That sucks. It's kind of just like a... uh, uh, It's not a Red Sun storyline, but it's not not a Red Sun storyline, I guess. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, But, yeah, it's just like she's like, nah, screw it. I'm not doing this. The actress who plays Supergirl. I've heard good things about her. Actually awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, due to the nature of the movie... I wish we got a standalone with her because yeah. it would be really cool to see that character um, uh, evolve. Yeah. But, you know, I think she was great for what, mm. for what she got a chance to do. Yeah. Um, so to all those people out there that are like, oh, what do you mean you can't, we're, we're not doing a blonde-haired American Supergirl? Shut up. You're the worst kind of person. Just like it's fiction. Shut the... Anyway. Uh, does she speak with a Russian accent because she's been in Siberia? Or no, what? actually, she speaks with a... Um, I think she speaks with an American accent. Okay. can't remember. I think she does. She's a very attractive young lady. There's some photos of her wearing the suit. It's a great it's like, suit. doesn't need any CGI at all. No. She just looks great. She looks awesome in yeah. everything. It's yeah. great. Um, so she flies off. She's like, nah, to hell with this. And so Older Barry's like, well, you know what? God damn it. I, I got to find her way to get my powers back. So we got to recreate that. So otherwise, there's just no chance they're going to be able to defeat yeah. Sod. So he asks Bruce to help him, uh, essentially setting him up on like a, a rack. Thing. This is from Flashpoint, the comic. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, so he sets him up. The chemicals are there. Yep. He sets up like a bat kite kind of thing that's going to help uh, shoot the electricity down to Barry. But it doesn't work. Uh, and it nearly kills him. Burns and him up. It, to, pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Barry's just like, just do it again, do it again. 
and it's just like not working. And then at this point, Supergirl has seen what Zod has done. Like he's just killing innocent people. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, can't do this. So she, we see her come back to where they are at the Batcave where all this is taking place. How's Michael Shannon as Zod? Um, Uncanny Valley. Yeah. I mean, the CGI in this movie sucks. Really? I'll say. Cavill mustache territory? Worse. Well, on par. Okay. Uh, and the reason I, I imagine the CGI in this movie sucks, A, because they knew that there was not going to be anything after, so they either they rushed it mm. or they lost their funding for it. But a lot of the CGI, unfortunately, lets this movie down. Really? Yeah. That's where most of my guff comes from. There's no weight to any of the characters? No. It's floaty. Like, no, it's just bad. It's okay. not It's not great. It's like 2005 CGI looked better. Really? Yeah. Wolverine's claws in Wolverine Origins bad? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Ouch. I mean, it doesn't take you out of the movie so much, but it's just a. It could have been better, I think. Okay. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Supergirl shows up after seeing what Zod done because she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna help these people because I can't let this happen." Yeah. So she picks them up off the off the rack and says, much like he said to her, "I've got you." Flies them up into the storm. Yeah. Comes down. He's got his powers back. Magic uh, he storm. Heals. Lightning storm, I guess. But wasn't he getting struck by lightning down the ground? Just wasn't working. I guess. Some kind of magic storm with Kryptonian handling. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was explained, but mm. all of a sudden she just took him up there and it was done. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Is yeah. like a lot of the stuff in this movie does get fixed pretty quick. There's not a lot of weight involved, but yeah. you know, the, the, everybody involved acts the shit out of what they have. Right. Um, so it it works. Okay. Um, so so he gets his powers back, so it's now two Flashes, Supergirl, and Batman. Yeah. Oh, that's, I did write, uh, she flies him into the storm and DC magic incurs. There we go. <laughs> there this go. is Amlight. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so the team goes to confront Zod. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of, fight, a lot of fighting. So two Flashes. Um, two, flash- two Flashes, one Batman, one Supergirl. Yep. Really some cool stuff here. Um, as cool as Quicksilver and X Men speed stuff. Um, different, different, but kinda, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, kinda. Are you okay, buddy? Like, are you just? Why don't you just like lay down and let me? Because we keep saying Superman and Cal. Finish my story. Yeah. Lay down. Sit lay down, down, buddy. Good boy. Everybody's uh, dying to know what happens next. Yeah. Um, I'm on the edge of our seat. So this all recaps this... <laughs> longer than the movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, at the end of this, uh, Batman and Supergirl actually. So okay, serious spoilers. I've had to spoil for me. They die. Yeah. Batman and Supergirl die. Yeah. Um, they die well. They die heroically. Um, but younger Barry is like, no, nah, that can't happen. We can't like we cannot let that happen. Mm. So, at this point, Barry, younger Barry is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna run back in time and fix it. So they've stopped Zod, but no. Oh, so Zod's still... Zod's still doing his thing. Zod's still doing his thing, but Keaton and Supergirl have died. Yes. And younger Barry says, well, we've got to bring them back. We've got to bring them back. Right. And so older Barry's like, dude, dude, don't. I'm telling you, I've done this. This is what is happening because I've done this. And younger Barry's like, nah, fuck off. Um, And so they both start to run in the Speed Force, and they go back in time. Supergirl and Bruce Wayne, Batman, Michael Keaton, come back. Yep. And it looks as if it's going to work out. Okay. But then they die again. Oh. And... Canon event. Mm. Mm. So all, all this time, younger Barry is getting all these injuries, like uh, Kryptonian shards and stuff, you know, being stabbed through him. But it's, he's like, he's got these shards in him, but he's like, you know what? He's he's healing, sort of, because he's a, he's a speedster. 
Um, so every time he goes, he has another shard through him. Metal guy. Mm-hmm. He turns into the metal guy. Right. And so basically we just see him trying to do this over and over and over and over and over again. And older Barry's like, this is a fixed point in time. Like, mm. this, we cannot prevent, th- this earth has to die today. Like, Zod is going to win. These people are going to die today. It's just, on this earth. On this earth, in yeah. this timeline, on this, where we are. And it comes to pass that younger Barry has now, at this point, done this so many times that, yeah, he becomes Metal Shard Guy. And so we find out that um, he's now in this almost infinite loop and that he is the one that pushes older Barry out of the time loop in the beginning of the movie so that these these events can happen to give him the choice to try to fix it over and over and over again. Right. Um, we don't really ever find out how long it's been that he's been doing this loop, but it's kind of inferred that it's like a really like 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 Peter Capaldi Doctor Who pounding that wall kind yeah. of long time if you get that reference. Um, or Groundhog Day. And younger Barry, when we first meet him in the movie, hadn't gone through this, didn't know. This. No, he didn't. Evolved younger into. Barry, when we first meet him, he's he's not even the Flash. He yep. doesn't have any powers. He's just like gobsmacked that he's about to be a superhero. Okay. Um, that that relationship between young younger and older Barry is actually really awesome. So again, watch the movie; it's really a lot of mm. fun. Um, so now this this metal guy shows back up again. Yep. So it's now the three of them. Right. So it's Metal Guy, it's Younger Barry, it's Older Barry. Metal Guy's like, well, I can't let you stop me now. You're going to have to die. Metal Guy goes to kill Older Barry. Younger Barry jumps in front, sacrifices himself. Therefore cancels out Older Barry. Correct. Metal Barry. Correct. Yeah. So Older uh, Metal Barry is now dead. Um, so, so now our Older Barry is now trapped on this parallel earth still. Well, now here's the thing. So... Uh, now, now, this is where I can't remember if this happened already or if it hasn't happened yet or if it's happened during, but as the timeline is being run through, you now all of a sudden see all of these different timelines start to converge and are about to kind of almost implode because yeah. of what Bar- Younger Barry's doing. And there are some things in here that I'm actually not going to spoil. Um, because there are th- some awesome things in here that I just wasn't prepared for that actually brought tears to my eyes, and I was just like, fuck. Yep. Um, so I won't spoil these things. References from across the DC universe. Just yep. amazing ones. Okay. Uh, so you got it. You got to watch. You got to okay. watch. Um, so, yeah, that all happens, and then it's just like, all right, well, I can't save this world. I'm going to just have to figure out what I can do in a timeline that doesn't basically screw everything up. So, again, this is kind of jumbled because there was so much going on, so it's blurry in my mind, but essentially Barry realizes, all right, if I save my mom, there is nothing stopping the timeline turning into shit. Yeah. I can't save my mom. So I've got to go back and at least figure that out. So you get this heartbreaking scene where he now goes back in time and he takes the can of tomato sauce, uh, that was the thing that mom forgot at the grocery store, out of the cart. Right. And it's this like heartbreaking scene because like he gets into the grocery store and he goes into the grocery store and he has this interaction with his mother and he's just like looking at her mm. and she's like, do I know you? He's like, no. And he starts crying. He's like, I really miss my mom. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing my mom. 
And and the mom is just like, I know I don't know you. I'm just a stranger in a store, but can I like hug you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like this fucking scene that just like, I'm almost crying right yeah. now thinking about it. And this is why I like love Ezra Miller now. Right. Uh, in this movie anyway. And it's just this heartbreaking scene. And he hugs her. And then they they separate. Yeah. And mom touches his face. And while she's doing that, you see him speed take out the can. Yeah. Basically sealing her fate now. And it's just like this intense thing. And he just says goodbye to his mother. Yeah. But as he's doing that, he's like, how do I, if I can't save my mother and I can't change the past, maybe I can change the present. Yeah. Or the future, really. So what he does is where his father goes to get the, the can of tomatoes when mom sends it back to the grocery store, they're on the middle shelf. Yep. And that's why he never looks up. So he rearranged all the tomatoes in the past so that they're on the top. So that in that video now where you just see, you can see his face, you can see his face. Right. And so he can't save his mom, but he saves his father. Yeah. So basically you see that his father gets exonerated. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is seemingly back to normal because yep. he's changed. And he wouldn't know from this point if anything's changed because he's not lived that He's not lived yet. that yet. Yeah. Which is interesting, which brings me to my next point, which this is a big spoiler again. Yep. Are we ready for it? I've had this one spoiled. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Well, Bruce Wayne rocks up in the car to basically congratulate Barry on his father getting out of prison. And who do we see? What I thought was going to be, because both Aaron and I were like, oh, this is going to be Christian Bale, because obviously not everything's gone back to normal. Yeah. Who was it? George Clooney as <laughs> Bruce Wayne. And the best part of the movie who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what, the, that's what the Flash says. And it's George Clooney as Bruce Wayne. And it's just like, well, I guess not everything is back to normal. No. And that, in a nutshell, is the Flash. And so, how is Clooney? How does he play it? He plays it like he played it back in 1996 or whenever it was. And do you know what? Is that he, good? He... I always thought that he was a pretty good Bruce Wayne, just yeah. not a great Batman. Yeah. It was fine. George Clooney looks freaking great. Yep. Um, like, he hasn't aged a day. Uh, I mean, he only has, like, two lines, so it's fine. It's but... kind of like out of sight, Danny Ocean. That's the George yeah. Clooney you need him to yeah. play as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It was just like one of those moments where you're just like, ha! Mm. You're right. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like mind-blowing. It's not like, it's not, it's certainly not a letdown. It's not hilarious. It's just like, Right. Yeah. And do you see Superman in the film, in the future world? So, okay, so you see when he's running through the timeline yeah. in the beginning of the movie, you do see um, glimpses of Henry Cavill's yeah. Superman in the events of the Justice League, which is actually funny because um, now I, we brought up Eric Stoltz because I, I forgot that we saw that in the beginning of the movie. And then Aaron and I had a conversation. She's mm-hmm. like, it's interesting they didn't have Henry Cavill somewhere as Superman as like a just like a cameo or something. And I'm like, you know what? I'll bet they referenced Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future because of the Chris, the Crispin Glover act. So for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, Crispin Glover, who played George McFly in Back to the Future, sued uh, the filmmakers of Back to the Future 2 because they used his likeness and his face without his permission. And so I said to Aaron, I was like, I wonder if they referenced Bat- Back to the Future because Henry Cavill wouldn't give his permission to use his likeness Ooh. in the movie. And so that's just a funny little nod to that fact. 
But then I realized that they actually they did. did. They did. Okay. So it was a fun theory that I thought I was really genius about, but it's just not. So the, the, the ending of the movie, the final scene in the movie is Flash realizes that things are a little bit different and yep. Clooney is now Batman. Yep. The scene before that was him saying goodbye to his mum and getting his father exonerated. And the battle with Zod ends with Zod winning. Yeah, pretty much in that timeline, in that branched off timeline, Supergirl dies, Batman dies, Zod wins. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there is no huge battle we win type thing. They lose. Yeah, they I mean, it was a big battle, but they just lost at the end of they it. They just lost at the end of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was just, it was an interesting, it was really an interesting uh, scene where Ezra Miller's just like, you know what, we can't fix this. Earth in this timeline dies today. Yeah. Which is crazy. Hmm. Interesting. Indeed. Any after credits? Uh, there was there was a post credit scene. Um, basically, Ezra Miller uh, and uh, Jason Momoa. Yep. Jason Momoa just playing a, a really drunk Aquaman, and Ezra Miller, uh, Barry Allen, trying to get him to his apartment to like sleep it off, and yep. he just falls into a puddle instead, and that's like the end of it. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't do anything. It doesn't okay. set anything up. It's just just yeah. is. It's a, okay. as post credit scenes go, it's fun, but it's I mean, completely disposable. Just disposable, like you, yeah, it's fine. You don't need to stay the extra ten minutes after the movie <laughs> to watch it. There's lot the credits are long these days. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, no cyborg, no Wonder Woman, none of that. No, no Wonder no Woman, no side. So, so definitely references. Okay. Um. Uh, well, 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 Gal Gadot is in it. She does make a cameo. Does she? In the beginning. Of, yes, I, I glazed over that. She does make a cameo in the beginning, um, which is interesting because I everything I had heard said that she does not mm. uh, and that they cut her cameo, but she is there. Uh, and then she flies away because okay. obviously in DC Universe canon, Wonder Woman can now fly. Yep. Um, Cyborg, just a, just, just a passing reference. Oh, no Cyborg, no Victor Stone, no nothing. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. So as a superhero movie out of 10? As a superhero movie, I'd give it a 7 or an 8 out of 10. And the biggest thing that lets it down lets it down is the CGI. Best DC film since Man of Steel? What are your competitors? Your competitors are the original Wonder Woman, Man of Steel. Aquaman. I, I think Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, and The Flash, top three for me. Okay. Yep. Yeah. As a running movie? As a running movie? As a movie about a superhero whose superpower is he can run really fast, how does it feel as a running movie? If, if funnily enough, there's, I mean, yeah, there's obviously a lot of running in it, but as a Flash, it, it's like thinking back on it now, they focus more on the story than the running, which is fine. Yeah. There is a, a lot of great running effects in it, like a lot of cool stuff that they do, um, but certainly not a movie that you want to watch if you want to get tips and tricks on your form sure and more of a superhero story movie than a flash powers movie yeah it's yeah. funny i said to aaron it's like it i went into it as looking at it as more of a batman movie yeah okay. um which i mean to be fair i mean every like michael keaton's back is batman you're looking at but him and sasha Kelly is it i don't know how to pronounce her last name as supergirl they're not in it any more than you would think that they would be i mean obviously the Focus is on Barry Allen's, okay. both of them. Um, but So compare it to Spider-Man Far From Home when Andy and Toby turn up. Are they in it more or less than that? 
Uh, probably about the same. Yeah, because that was a big surprise when that happened. Because yeah. you thought they'd just be pop-ins, and they were there for the entire second, last yeah. third of the movie. It was movie. probably about the same. Yeah. To be honest, uh, yeah, it was probably about the same. Um, it was great seeing Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton back. He's got this great line, mm. you know, as he's dying. He's just like, uh, Barry Allen says to him, I can run back, I can bring you back. And he's like, you already have. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I don't want to cry at a Batman movie. Yes. But I cried like four times during this movie. Okay. Like, that's how good it is. That's good. Okay. So, uh, if you've listened to this and you haven't seen the movie, or if you're Zach and you haven't seen the movie, forget everything I've said. Go see the movie. It's yeah. good. I it's re- good. I'll I just go back in time and erase yeah, this. Just erase Let's it. Move don't, don't go back in time because you'll screw everything <laughs> up. You'll make me a Batman cosplayer. Okay. All right. You know, instead of a Superman cosplayer. Okay. We don't need that shit. All right. Cool. Thank you. No, you're welcome. That was fun. I know. I, and again, yeah, I'd had. I don't know why I did it, but I was on a Facebook post and I clicked a Facebook post and I, and it was like, I'm reading the Facebook post and I'm like, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Spoiler. Yeah. It's, it yeah. sucks. Like, like I have said at the beginning of this movie, we both have at the beginning of this episode, there's going to be, I'll have spoilers in the title. There's yeah. going to be spoilers, but there are so many people that just post like the day that the movie comes out. They don't bother telling you there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. And it's just like everything gets spoiled now. This article I was reading was about, um, it was talking about Supergirl. And it was talking about the development of the character and what they were working on and blah, blah, blah. And then it just went, and so in the film when she dies, I'm like, seriously, guys? Yeah, that sucks. Like they just, It just really worked in there. Yeah, that sucks. So I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were like, um, you get opening weekend now with movies. Like if you haven't seen it by Sunday night, it's up for grabs. It does suck. It used yeah. to be like two weeks was the was the was the mm. was the kind of timeline, but now it's just like not, nah, not nah, a hell of you. Yeah. You don't see it on the opening day. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking me through it. I that's appreciate right. it. I hope you enjoyed that. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, I guess that's it. That's all we got to say about that. Yeah. That's all we got to say. It's all an right. hour. Well, yeah. But big hour on a on a on about a two and a half hour movie. Again, I would definitely big recommend go go watch it if you haven't. Um, and I'm sorry if you haven't you've stuck with us so far and you've gotten spoiled, but that's on you, not me. Why would you do that? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch it again, not in theaters because, you know, money, but I will definitely watch it again when it comes out on TV just because it was a fun movie. Yeah. Um, so look, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this Out of the Ordinary Breaking the Barry podcast <laughs> where we hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time. <laughs>